as we know, uh, Jesus, well, this, this whole scenario of what is uh, taught in this chapter appears to be taught by Jesus in one setting. So it's a number of things that he is doing. And, and one of the things, you know, I've pr- I have spoken on this text many times, and many, and many times I just generally do the, the seed that is sown on the, you know, the good soil and the poor soil and the rocks and the road and all that kind of thing. And those are very important, but there's more to the story than that. So what I would like is to try and put this whole chapter together. And uh, Jesus did it in a whole afternoon, and I have a whole morning. <laughs> well, maybe not quite. Um, I was thinking of cha- at verse 52, if, um, if you would kind of look there. Uh, in chapter 13 of Matthew and verse 52. And whenever we're looking, this is the conclusion of where um, Jesus is taking us. As we read through this chapter, he's talking about the seed, and then he does something very different. He, well, he talks about the soil that it that relates to, and then he talks about the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? You know, we, we pray about it. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, so we talk about being members of the kingdom of God. Well, as members of a kingdom, we have a king, king of kings and lord of lords. It's Jesus. But he says here, and if we, if we take the good soil and allow the seed to be placed in our lives, something happens. And it's verse 52. He said, then you see how every student well-trained in God's kingdom is like the owner of a general store who can put his hands on anything you need, old or new, exactly when you need it. So whenever we're looking at the kingdom of God and we're looking at well-trained students, we are seeing ourselves with the ability to put our hands on anything that is needed. (laughs) How many, th- how many ever thought of yourself as that? That you are the, you are the um, owner of a general store and everything that is needed, you can put your hands on. Hmm. But you see, we are. And the, how we get to be this owner, how we get to be this person who understands is that the kingdom of God is in our hearts and our lives. And Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. Of his kingdom and of his domain, there is no end. Of what God can provide, there is no shortage. And whatever we need before we even pray, God has the answer. (laughs) Uh, uh, An individual we were talking to this week, um, they gave a gift um, to a financial gift to someone, and uh, while they they gave it to them, say like on a Sunday, and then on Monday they received the check in the mail, but the check in the mail was given was mailed on Thursday or Friday, so before the gift was given, God had already sent the blessing ahead of time. <laughs> So whenever we are partakers of the kingdom, we understand that it doesn't operate the way that we naturally think of the, the kingdom of this world. Because the, kingdom of, the kingdoms of this world will bow before 
the kingdoms of our God. So we are part of the kingdom of God, and, and it's a very important kingdom that we are members of. Now, Jesus starts out in Matthew 13. Um, Jesus was in a house, and then he went out and sat on a bench, and then it became so crowded he got in the boat and went out and began to teach the crowds. So, verse 3. The first thing Jesus says, okay, guys, here we are, sitting in, you're all out there. This is an agricultural society. I mean, everything is grown. Everybody has gardens and fields and things that they plant because if you don't plant it, you don't eat. <laughs> Very few have, or the bartering system, the summer fishermen, and they would get fish and they would barter with the farmer to get, you know, uh, other crops and things for their supplement their meals. But Jesus says this, what do you make of this? So he starts off this conversation, this whole day of teaching. He starts it off by asking them, what do you think of this? A farmer planted seed. He scattered the seed. Some fell on the road. Birds ate it. Some fell on the gravel. It put down roots and withered and died. Some fell in the weeds. Weeds strangled it. Some fell on the good earth and produced a harvest. How big? It produced a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. Now Jesus is asking us, you know, he's putting this story, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? So we have four types of soil. We have people who accept it and they go, they're, they're going and receiving the word. And, God, and Jesus tells them, you are going to receive something beyond your wildest dreams whenever you allow the seed to develop in your lives. And then Jesus asks him a question. Hey, are you really listening? <laughs> are you really listening to what I'm telling you? You know, we can, we, yeah, okay, a farmer, we know all that. We know that if you plant seed, it grows and put it, you know. The way they planted seed back then was you had a bag and you threw it. You broadcast it. And that's how some would end on the road and some would end in the weeds and some would end in uh, the gravel and the hard places and some would be on the good soil. It's just the way you, you plant it. So, well, Jesus says, are you listening? <laughs> and, and do you know what his disciples ask him? Isn't this really foolish? 10, verse 10, what's it say? Why do you tell stories? Hello. Jesus, why are you such a storyteller? <laughs> you know, yesterday, uh, there was someone I met, and I gave, I gave them a statistic. And the guy asked me, he says, you're just making that up. It's like, what do you mean? I gave him a statistic. He, you know, he, he had this thing that he did, you know, and it was important to him. And, and I was just trying to support him, you know. And where he's at, there's only two like him. So, you know, so naturally, perhaps in that person's mind, there's no one else in the world but me and my friend doing this. So I said, oh, yeah, that's, lots of people do that. There's over a million people doing that. And he goes, are you just making that up? <laughs> I said, oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm just making up stories to make you feel good, you know? Well, they're asking, they're asking Jesus, are you just making this up? Why do you tell stories? And Jesus said this, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Now, this is a key. You have been given insight into God's kingdom. 
So, I have been given insight into God's kingdom. Ready? I have been given insight into God's kingdom. I've been given insight into God's kingdom. See, there's a different way it works in God's kingdom than what it does in the natural kingdom. Because God is capable of a great harvest. Now, I was going to bring in an ear of corn and, you know, put out a little kernel and ask somebody to count all the kernels on the ear, which I didn't, but it's a good idea. You can remember now, kernel corn. How many have had sweet corn this year? I mean, ate every kernel. <laughs> if you left one, so you think about it, every kernel of corn on that ear of corn came from one kernel. Okay? So, beyond your wildest dreams, things can happen in your life for the good because of what you've planted and what you've received. So, you've been given insight into the kingdom of God. Now, not everybody has this gift. <laughs> you see, sometimes I think whenever we have something, it's ordinary. You know, everybody's got this. And the truth of the matter is, no. Everybody doesn't have this. And whenever someone has a ready heart for this insight, for this, the insight and understanding flow freely. So if your heart is ready, that's kind of like the good soil. If your heart is ready for the seed, then you are going to grow something in your life that's going to, it's going to be readily there. It's going to grow and you're going to have insight and an understanding. But if, <laughs> if there's no trace of being receptive, what insight you had and what you thought kind of go away. And Jesus says, that's why I tell the story. To create readiness, and, I, I, and again, I, I like this whole thing. So as you can see, I'm going to read through this chapter. <laughs> but it's such an important chapter, you can go over and read it again later and perhaps circle those words and begin to see how that God is going to give you an insight into this chapter for your own life. Now, I tell you this story because I want to give you a nudge. <laughs> Reach over and nudge somebody. <laughs> Everybody get a nudge? Uh, you didn't get a nudge. Go, go, somebody nudged that girl. <laughs> there we go. We got her nudged. So God has given us this story to give us a nudge. Hmm. It's not a bang, blow-up thing. It's a nudge. And sometimes when you get a nudge, that's all it takes for you to begin your motion. So Jesus is saying, I'm telling you this story, that you can get a nudge. The people toward receptive, that you will have a nudge towards receptive insight. Now, everyone that is here, raise your hand. Okay, that's dumb right now. But you see, God is here to give you a nudge towards receptive insight. Because we come to read the scripture, it gives us a nudge. Every time we read, every time the songs we sing, the praise we have, the prayers we offer, the, the, the sermons we hear, all those things are kind of like a nudge. If you ever looked at, a, you know, slow, super slow motion cameras and how that they um, 
can film corn growing out of the soil, a seed, how that it breaks apart and sprouts its roots, and, and it just kind of nudges its way up through the ground. Nudges? <laughs> it's a nudge. You know, as you look at things growing, you don't see them growing, but you can see them how they have grown. But it's that time-lapse photography that shows us how much they have grown. In our life, God is constantly nudging us, nudging us towards our goals, nudging us towards what he wants us to do. So coming to church and being here is always a nudge. <laughs> so just nudge somebody, you know. That's why I'm here today, just going to nudge somebody. <laughs> so thank you. I was waiting for that nudge, that confirmation. <laughs> now Jesus goes on and says, In their present state, they can stare till doomsday and not see it, listen till the blue in their face, till they, they're blue in the face and not get it. And I don't want Isaiah's prophecy to come true. You see, there's some people who don't have this insight. They can look at the same thing you look at, and they can stare at it for forever, and they don't see it. Well, Isaiah's prophecy is uh, about the, the children of Israel was that you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but you don't see a thing. The people are blockheads. <laughs> Imagine Isaiah telling them they're a bunch of blockheads. They stick their fingers in their ears so that they won't listen. They screw their eyes shut so they won't have to look. And here's the reason. So they won't have to deal with me face to face and let me heal them. <laughs> that God's intent, whenever we deal with God face to face, it isn't to show us what's wrong with us, it's to heal us. <laughs> God is interested in healing who, us. So when God wants us to see him face to face, enter into his presence with thanksgiving, that we praise him in all things give thanks, you know, in every situation, praise the Lord. That was last week's. That we are to praise God. Anybody practicing that this week? Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I see that hand. Uh, but what we have is how that God is at work. And in these places, he's nudging us. And God is bringing us to this place where he wants to heal us. He says, but you, but you have God, this is, the, this is what sets us apart. You have God-blessed eyes. Hmm. You have God-blessed ears. That when you hear the word, it is healing to you, not <laughs> destructive. A lot of people, the prophets and humble believers among them, would have given anything to see what you see, hear what you hear. They would have given anything to understand what you understand, to know what you know. These people were always looking forward to the Messiah coming, but never saw him. They died in faith, never seeing, but yet had faith. Well, <laughs> the meaning of the harvest, verses 18 and 19. Jesus said, I want you to study this story. Okay, why should we study a story of planting? You know, we're an agricultural society, and we know what happens when you put seed in the ground. We know what happens, and Jesus says, I want you to study this. When anyone hears news of God's kingdom and doesn't take it in, 
It just remains on the surface. The evil one comes and gets it, plucks it right up. Because now it's the same seed. It's just the heart, the attitude of the heart to receive. Now, some seed is in the gravel. <laughs> they hear it and instantly respond with enthusiasm. But there is no soil of character. <laughs> and when difficulties arrive, they have nothing to show for it. Just saying, wow, you know, God's the magician that if we say the right thing, do the right thing, he's obligated to do what we want. Well, that's kind of like the seed on the gravel. <laughs> I heard it, I believe it, I'm growing, and something bad happened, and it's over. Gravel, <laughs> gravel, I don't want you to say that one, no, gravel, okay. The seed cast in the weeds. <laughs> they hear the kingdom, but the weeds, the weeds of worry, the weeds of illusion, you know, I can get anything I want. I bought my children. I'm a child of God. You know, a little illusion of things you've heard and misunderstood. And you see that in the weeds, nothing comes of it because somebody has and something has come and choked out the good seed. Something didn't work. But the seed cast on the good earth is the person who hears and takes in the news and then produces a harvest. Harvest beyond his wildest dreams. There it is again. A harvest beyond our wildest dreams. You know, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I got some pretty big dreams. <clears throat> but you see, the illusion, we're not delusional. We have, the, we have the seed, we have the word. Okay, but something changes now. It goes from the seed and the ground to the kingdom. Hmm. Now we begin to talk about the kingdom of God. Well, where do we have the kingdom of God written that we always, re re we always quote? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. <laughs> thy kingdom. So here Jesus is now telling the disciples about the kingdom. God's kingdom is like a... <laughs> It's the farmer again. God's kingdom is like the farmer who planted good seed in his field. That night, while his hired men were asleep, his enemy sowed thistles all through the wheat and slipped away before dawn. You see, this is God's kingdom, and I am God's good soil, and I have received God's good word, and there are thistles in my life. <laughs> Anybody got thistles? <laughs> Jigers? Poison ivy? <laughs> you see, we would think that because we are the good soil and we have the good seed that no thistles in my life and who put those thistles there? <laughs> well, when the green sprouts started showing up, the grain began to form and the thistles showed up too. So you see, what sprouted in your life and what sprouted in your field that you didn't plant? God's word didn't plant. You see, the master, God says, 
that was the clean seed that I planted, isn't it? You know, they asked God, isn't that good seed? Yeah, yeah, it's good seed. Well, where did the thistles come from? Jesus answered, some enemy did this. Now, this is the kingdom of God. If if I'm in the kingdom of God and I'm a good soil and I have good seed, I should just have a wonderful good life beyond my wildest dreams. (laughs) But you see that there are places that we go and people we live in this world is not all God's just yet and that there are difficulties in the seed, the thistles and things come into our lives and the farmhand said, should we weed out the thistles? you know what, I'm just going to throw away all the bad stuff that's ever been in my life, all the things I don't like, I'm just going to... (laughs) And can't do that. Because we rub shoulders with people who aren't yet Christians. We rub shoulders with people who are weeds. (laughs) But you know what, God can change the weeds to seeds (laughs) by his words. He said... No, God said, don't do that. If you, need, if, you, if you weed the thistles, you'll pull out the wheat too. Let them grow together until the harvest. You see, there are things that we're going to have to put up with all of our lives. Some things are there for a season and some things are there for a lifetime. And it doesn't mean that we're not growing good seed and it doesn't mean we're not good soil. But in the harvest, we'll sort it out. I'll sort it out, God says. Then verse 31 32, another story. <laughs> Jesus has another story about the kingdom. The kingdom is like a pine nut or the mustard seed. This is the, we're more familiar with the mustard seed, which is one of the smallest seeds, and it grows into a, a big plant. Well, this is saying a pine nut, it's a very small seed, and it can grow into a huge pine tree that eagles build their nest in. So you see, the, the kingdom of God is like something very small deposited in the good soil and it will grow to humongous size. The kingdom of God, let me tell you another story. God's kingdom is like yeast that a woman works into the dough for dozens of loaves of barley bread. Now, how do you make yeast get through all of the dough? What's that? You work it, then what do you do? Let it rise. But you see, you can't make it get through there. You need it and all that, but then it has to do its work. You see, the soul partakes of the nature of God's word. Just as the yeast finds its way through every part of the dough, so the word of God finds its way through every part of our life. Do you know how how you get rid of weeds in your lawn? You plant grass seed. You plant so much seed that it chokes out the weeds. We generally see the weeds, see the grass. Oh my gosh, I gotta dig up my whole yard. I gotta, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do about the weeds. Just keep planting grass. That's what they say. Just keep planting grass. Well, you see, just keep the word of God growing in your life. Keep planting the seed of God's word. And what is it doing? It's nudging. (laughs) It's nudging the weeds out of the yard. (laughs) It's nudging the things out of our lives that that we're able to overcome those things. We're we're able to 
see beyond those things. We're able to work our way through these things because we believe that God is at work in all things. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So, all Jesus did that day was tell stories. That's verse 34 and 35. Jesus then dismissed the congregation, verse 36. His disciples said, can you explain all these stories to us? In verse, um, he says, the farmer who sows the pure seed is the son of man. It's Jesus. He's the one who's sowing the seed. The field is the world. So God has spread his seed throughout all the world. The pure seed are subjects, are individuals of God's kingdom. The thistles are individuals of the devil. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. So we can know the origin of things. We, can, we don't have to go, well, this is of the devil. Well, which is of God? It's more important. The harvest is the end of the age, and God's going to sort it out in the end. The pictures of the thistles pulled up and burned is a scene from the final act. God will do the separating. The Son of Man will send his angels and weed out the thistles. And that I like this verse here, that men, they are going to complain to the highest heavens, but nobody's going to listen. <laughs> These are the wicked, you know, they're going to complain. You know, God, you should have done it different. <laughs> well, but at the same time, ripe, holy lives will mature and adorn the kingdom of their father. You see, we belong to another kingdom. It's like the illustration of the airplane. It's up in the air. They are in the upper atmosphere. They are not of the upper atmosphere. <laughs> the airplane is in the upper atmosphere, but that airplane is not of that upper atmosphere. <laughs> it's of this atmosphere. And when we are of God, we are at a different level and a different understanding. We can see things entirely different because we're getting these nudges of the Holy Spirit and the nudgings of God's word that gives us different insight into our lives and to others. God's kingdom, more stories. Well, again, he asked them, uh, uh, are you listening? Are you really listening? God's kingdom is like a treasure hidden in the field for years and then accidentally found by a trespasser. God's kingdom is like something you think you stumbled on. But you didn't stumble on it. God put it in front of you. And its value is so important that you're going to sell everything you own. You're going to sell out entirely to this. To purchase, to recognize that this hidden treasure that you found is the greatest thing you ever, you ever find in your life. Then he goes, oh, or God's kingdom is like a jewel merchant. Excellent pearls. Looking for one, he finds one that is flawless. He immediately sells everything and buys it. Did you know, uh, I believe this is the story with the Hope Diamond, the largest diamond in the world. I think it goes with that, the story goes with that one. But in Africa, uh, I think it was in Africa, I, I'm, I'm, all I know is I'm hesitant, but I'm not going to tell you a story anyhow. If it's wrong, prove it. But uh, <laughs> uh, this guy was walking through his field in Africa, and he saw this unique stone. And it was different. It's just stone, you know? 
And he picked it up and brought it home, put it on his mantle. And a geologist who was there in that, this is many years later, a geologist comes to that area and wants to, and he says there are diamonds in the area. And, you know, there's little diamonds and they find them around and stuff. And he's, he's saying that this would be a good place, you know, that they want to have, do a diamond mine and all that on this guy's property. And, and the guy's, well, yeah, there's, I guess. And then he looks, the, this geologist looks at this stone on this guy's mantle. He says, can I look at that? He says, yeah, just a rock I found out in, the, out in the field. I thought it looked pretty unique. He says, that's not a rock. That was the largest diamond ever found. It was on the guy's property, laying on top of the ground, that he just saw that it was a little different, a little nudge. <laughs> he picked it up. You see, we are the people of God God gives us little nudges sometimes. Say hello. Smile. Give a word of encouragement. Tell somebody, you know, it's good to see them. Let the nudge of the Holy Spirit be that. It's not a knock over the head with a ball bat. <laughs> I wish he would do that, you know. You know then, I, then I'd know it was God. But then I'd have to find my way to my feet, and then by then it would be all over. So anyhow... The kingdom of God is like a jewel merchant, or the kingdom of God is like a fish net. <laughs> Catches the good and the bad fish, and you got to throw away the bad and keep the good. And Jesus asked, verse 51, are you starting to get a handle on all this? Are you starting to get a handle on this whole thing? And that's what this chapter is about, us getting a handle on what is really good that we, our heart, our life determines, you determine the soil of your life. You are, are, you are either hard as a brick, <laughs> you are either gravelly, like a gravel road, you're either consumed with thistles and weeds, or you're good soil. And in the good soil, God's seed will grow. Here's, here's a thought. Our faith is not about God answering an event. You know, God, if you answer this prayer, if you do this thing, if you do that thing, I'll know that you're real. And sometimes God does that. Our faith is about a direction. Our faith is about how the God is going to work everything to good. How the God is going to take our messed up life and make it a great life. God is about changing little into much. God is about not doing one little thing and then he has to go do another little thing to prove that he was God and that first thing that he did wasn't a mistake and now I have a second thing, but you know, I'd really like to have the third thing. If you do all these things, you know, God, if there are two camels walking down the street of Wimber, I'll know it's you. Doesn't happen. God gives us a nudge. Okay? And our faith is about a direction. And in the direction, God will help us determine the course and the things that happen, the things that don't happen. But irregardless, I'm still going to believe. Because, you see, if you're starting to get this, then you see how every student who is well trained, 
in God's kingdom is like the owner of a general store who can put his hand on anything you need, old or new, exactly when you need it. (laughs) That's what this is all about. You and I having an abundant harvest and that no matter what happens in life, we can put our hand on exactly what people need. And it's almost always Jesus. And it isn't that we're going to tell people where they can go with God. It's going to be that Jesus is there with us, comforting them, touching them, and giving them strength for that moment. So they have a direction that they're going to go with God. And God has been giving all of us a nudge. (laughs) Giving us a nudge. And that's just part of our growing, popping out of the ground and becoming a fruitful, fruitful tree. Because we are like the orchard in which the fruit just seems to appear on the tree. Because we had a little nudge and put a little sap in the vine. That's another story. Shall we stand? (laughs) So when you, you know, if we were writing this today... You would see how every well-trained, uh, while a student well-trained in God's kingdom is like Walmart. <laughs> no, not Walmart. A general store, you know, general store. You know, Walmart and Sears and Pennies and all of them combined. Hardware stores. A store in general. <laughs> but question is, what direction are we going? Going forward. Our life's in front of us. What problems do we have? Doesn't matter. God's going to make, he's going to make them work. You see, the seed is sown. And God, we want to make our heart good soil that it can all grow and we'll feel those nudges. Amen? God, nudge me some more. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. <laughs>